Welcome to the Alliance Sacred Alchemy podcast. I'm Raspreet Sagu, and I teach you how to manifest in a way that actually works for you and leads you to your soul's path and purpose by creating your own customized manifesting framework without the believe it and achieve it or think positive and vibe high mindset stuff that doesn't really take into account your lived experiences. If you're a conscious creator and ready to live your wildest dreams instead of just fantasizing about them or trying to manifest them, then listen on as I bring spiritual principles to life through grounded experiences and real life situations so you can be in a state of receiving and courageously manifest in and on purpose. Hello and welcome to this episode of Align Sacred Alchemy. I've been on a bit of a hiatus. For those of you who don't know, I've been away. I have just had a new baby, so I'm still moving from being my old identity to this new identity as a new mother of two people. So I'm still getting used to that. And I've taken a little step back from what I used to do as I ease myself into this new phase of my journey and transformation. So without further ado, let's talk about how not to limit yourself with the tools that you use to manifest your desires. And what I mean by this is that even the most effective coaching and healing tools can be used against yourself if you don't use them with awareness. I've seen it happen time and time again. And that way of weaponizing them, using them against yourself, can limit you even further and completely deplete your energy rather than actually supporting you to create in the way they're designed to, in the way that they're capable of supporting you to create. And I see a lot of people fall in this loop, in this trap of using so many different tools and then succumbing to the temptation of finding more and more tools, uh, modalities, healing, books, resources, like everything, as a way to find something better or add to their toolkit. When really, all that's required is for them to use the tools they already have effectively. And that might be just the thing you need. So if that sounds like you and you've been going out there taking in all this information, consuming all these things around how to manifest, how to change your life, how to make more money, how to attract that soulmate, how to improve your health, how to lose that weight, whatever it may be for you, then listen on. This episode is going to open your eyes into a different possibility. In my Translate community, this conversation comes up a lot. How do you use the tools without becoming a slave to them? How do you use them without giving your power away or using them as your crutch, depending on them, becoming codependent on those tools? So this is a conversation that we really unpack and start to unravel in that community for each individual because the reasons why you're doing that or the reasons why it is feeling much safer for you to do that and therefore weaponizing those very tools that are meant to support you is going to be unique to each individual. 
So there isn't a one-size-fits-all answer. And what I'm going to invite you to do during this podcast is think about the kind of tools that you're using currently. Is it the law of attraction, the law of vibration? Are you using mindset work? Is it a particular modality that you're using? And please let me preface this by saying that this isn't about diminishing the power of different modalities or favoring one modality or framework over another. This is not the point of the message here. The point is whatever resonates with you, whatever you feel good about using, and most importantly, it's whatever tools that are resonant and actually working for you. So they're actually effective because that's what it all boils down to. It's not about whether it's something that's worked for someone else or it's something that somebody else has told you, a coach or another person is telling you is better for you. Only you can know what's good for you, what feels good for you, what you're able to integrate fully into your life. That's what's important here. So think of any tool or modality or practice that you're using currently to either manifest what you desire or change something in your life. And then keep that in the back of your mind and bring your awareness to what we're going to be talking about and what we're going to be exploring within this episode. For me, part of the work that I do with the community in Translate is to help them to connect to their creative blueprint. So just To give you context, if you're new in my world, if you don't even know what I mean about Creative Blueprint, let me just explain a little bit about the Creative Blueprint. And if you haven't already done so, you can find what your Creative Blueprint is if you head on over to my website at www.divinesacredsoul.com and take the quiz. And I highly encourage you to do that if you haven't already done so. If you have, then focus in on what your blueprint is. There are five different types of blueprints. One is a nurturer, one is the boss, there's the go-getter, the daydreamer and the secret celebrities. And essentially your creative blueprint is the way that you're designed to create anything in life that you wish. And by anything I literally mean anything. Whether you're creating change in your life whether it's something that you don't love in your life or you would like to improve in your life and you want to create a shift in a pattern or a change in that behavior or a change with your weight, for example. Or it could be something that you want to do through intentional manifestation, right? There's something that you want to call in. There's something that you want to expand into your life. So you're creating there. And it can be all the way through that spectrum to expressing yourself through your art, whether that's music or gardening or painting, decorating, baking, cooking, or whatever activity brings you joy and allows you to express your creativity. It gives you an outlet to express your creativity through. So this is what I'm talking about when I talk about the creative blueprint. People have often asked me, why don't you call it the manifesting blueprint? And my answer to that is the manifesting blueprint, in my view, just deals with the intentional calling in your desires. But what I'm really working with people is their creative blueprint. Because when 
you activate that creative blueprint. You also activate this creative life force that starts feeding into every area of your life. Your creativity is going to be the thing that allows you to get creative with solutions and problem solving and be in the moment rather than spiritual escapism, which we're going to come on to in a little bit. But the spiritual escapism of, I want to vibe high, I want to be positive, which means that I have to spiritually bypass what I'm actually feeling in the moment, because I need to quickly write down three things that I'm grateful for, or I need to journal something right now. And not that I'm saying that any of this is wrong, and that it's not the correct thing to do, but it's how you're doing it. It's the energy with which you are initiating the action and actually engaging in that activity. All right. So let's go back to the creative blueprint. It's the way that you're designed to create anything in your life, right? So I designed these creative blueprints and there's five main archetypes, which I just mentioned, that I've seen over the years people tend to fall within. Now, these aren't a cut and dry, there's five main types and you're going to be one main archetype and that's it and it's like that's your label. It's not about labeling yourself. Because all of us have these archetypes present within us in varying different degrees. When you do the quiz that I've designed, it has been designed to highlight and spotlight your main creative blueprint. The one that's most predominant, the most fully expressed in your life. And so that's going to be like your primary archetype. That's going to be the way you usually lean towards. And that's not to say that you'll never be any of the others, right? That if you're a nurturer, then you don't, that you'll never be able to resonate with what the boss archetype, for example, will go through or the go-getter or the daydreamer or the secret celebrity or whatever it may be, right? So we all are a mixture of all of these, which is why you may resonate with little bits and pieces of each different archetype, but you will have your primary one, which is the one that you tend to revert to, right? So within each of these types, these blueprints, these archetypes, you have both the natural talents and gifts that come to you so easily, so naturally, that sometimes you can overlook them because they're so natural. They're so natural that you assume everyone has them, right? But on the other side of the gifts, you also have the triggers that you're constantly bumping up against in your life. So on the one hand, you have the gift. On the other end of the spectrum, there's going to be the shadow or the trigger for you, okay? That's the thing that when I teach about these blueprints, we're bringing into your conscious awareness. Those are the things to have in your conscious awareness so you're cognitively aware of them before you start doing the mindset work, before you start manifesting, before you start thinking about what you can use the law of attraction to help you call in and magnetize whatever it is that you want. Because all of that stuff that I've just said about using the law of attraction and mindset work and the coaching and whatever else you may be doing is going to be of zero value to you if you don't understand how you are uniquely wired to create. And when you are operating from your triggers, from your trauma responses, from a reactive state 
versus from a neutral state, from your gifts, from your natural abilities that makes manifesting or creating that change so much easier. Right, so let's illustrate this with an example. I want to talk to you about the ways that people can use their creative blueprint against themselves. And I've seen this happening with my clients. I notice it happening with my private clients. I notice it happening with my Translate community. And if you resonate with this, this is not because I'm trying to say you're stupid or I'm calling you out. I am calling you out, but with love, because it's around becoming aware, all right? And as long as you're aware of what you're doing, then you can change it. Then you have the power to change it. If you're not even aware that you're doing that, how can you bring that change? How can you create change? If you don't know there's something wrong, that there's something that may need tweaking, you're going to continue doing the same old thing and then wondering why it's not working for you, right? So let's get to this. These are some of the ways that people can use their creative blueprint. Um, An example is if you're a nurturer, right? If you identify as a nurturer, as the name suggests, you naturally have the gift of nourishing others and making others feel safe and supported in your presence. On the other side of this natural ability to nurture and nourish lies your triggers, or your shadows. And one of these triggers and shadows is that you get so busy doing everything for everyone else that you often deplete your energy and leak your energy into other people's projects, into other people's problems, into other people's challenges and fixing other people or making them more comfortable or whatever it may look like in your world that you have completely depleted your own energy and you have nothing left to nourish yourself. You have nothing left. Your creative life force has literally been leaked out everywhere else and using it for other people that you don't have any left for yourself or you have very little left for yourself. And so being aware of this gift, I've had clients that have come up to me and says, well, knowing this pattern about themselves, they'll often say things like, oh, I couldn't do what X person does because they have the energy, I'm a nurturer, and so my shadow is that I often run out of energy, right? Now, notice the way that is being used, the awareness about being a nurturer and having this tendency to run out of energy is being used to weaponize and justify why that person couldn't do what somebody else is doing. That's the key takeaway here. It's when you're going into the energy of justification, explanation, or defending yourself. All of these things, you're actually using them against yourself. This awareness against yourself. The other way that you could be using the awareness against yourself is, I don't have any energy. Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I've done that thing again where I've made it all about others. Oh, I don't have boundaries. Oh, I'm so stupid. I Why did I do that thing for that person when I really wanted to say no to that person? And that self-flagellation energy where you're beating yourself up, punishing yourself for something that actually comes quite naturally to you. So when you are coming from a place of awareness, this is the key difference. The key difference to note is that you may be nurturing someone else. You may be nourishing their needs 
And as you become aware of this, asking yourself, what needs to change here? What do I need to do within this dynamic to make it work for me? So you put yourself back into the equation. You're using that awareness to create a better solution for yourself and for everyone else involved. Because when you're taking care of yourself, you're going to have a lot more energy to support others. When you're depleted yourself, there's not much you can give out to others either. And so you're actually doing others a disservice by always being the yes person and saying yes to everything and not having your boundaries. So for example, one of the things that you may need to put in place are setting healthy boundaries, expressing healthy boundaries. Now, this is easier said than done for most of us because a lot of us have been conditioned into, well, if someone asks you for help, And just because you can do it, just because you have the capacity, just because you know how to do it, just because you have the qualifications or the gift or the natural talent to do that thing, then you should help others. And they start to should on themselves. And so this is how you start to use these awarenesses either against yourself or for yourself. When you are using any of these tools. And the the example that I've given here is to do with the creative blueprint, but you insert whatever that is for you. Maybe it's human design. Maybe it's astrology. Maybe it's theta healing or access consciousness or hypnotherapy or RTT, whatever that may be for you, whatever modality or coaching philosophy that you are using. Ask yourself what energy you are activating before initiating the action to use that tool? Is it genuinely expanding and generating for you? Or are you using that tool or modality or practice or philosophy to actually compress, contort and constrict yourself? Another really common way that I see people misusing the mechanics and the theory of manifestation is where they're misusing the law of attraction and the law of vibration. Now, the law of vibration is essentially saying that whatever energy that you're vibrating at is what you're going to draw into your life. It's going to be what you attract. So the higher you're vibrating, the higher vibrational experiences that you get to have. Now, this in and of itself is true. It is the universal law. And so there is truth in it, but the way that people may weaponize that against themselves is thinking that if you're feeling angry or you're feeling sad and it's on the lower end of the emotional scale, which means it's a lower vibration emotion that you're experiencing, that you somehow have to discard that and quickly reach out for the higher vibrational thoughts and feelings. Now again, nothing wrong with that. But what is the energy with which you're doing that? Is it the energy of, oh, I'm so stupid, I should know better. Oh no, I need to ignore this thing that I'm feeling because in my real life, this shit is going on. But I need to reach out for joy at this moment or gratitude in this moment. When actually, I don't feel that way. 
and I'm stupid because I should know better and I've done this work before and I've done the healing and so why am I doing this? So can you hear that kind of narrative that goes on in your mind where you think you should know better, you are trying really hard, it's almost this energy of forcing yourself to feel things that you don't actually feel. Now here's the thing with if you're forcing things to happen is that you cannot fake to the universe what your vibrational state is. So even though you may be doing the mindset work, you may be doing the journaling, the vision boards, and for the moment, in the moment that you're doing all these things, you are, you've elevated your vibration. You may even feel better short term in that moment. You may even have this spiritual high after you've done that activity. But the question is, are you able to sustain it? Is that really what you're feeling internally? Or have you internalized those real feelings, the real traumas, the real oppression that you have experienced and are ignoring them, almost sweeping them under the carpet just because you want to vibe high? And that's where a lot of people fall down and that's why they're not able to sustainably hold the energy. And it's when you can sustainably hold the energy over a long period of time is when you create the lasting, sustainable change which doesn't leave you feeling depleted and rather it's a generative energy that leaves you feeling nourished. It leaves you feeling revitalized and energized so that you can continue to have more. It's what activates that creative flow, your creative blueprint. So what that means is that when you're in that state, you find creative solutions to every problem that you may face. Because let's face it, if you are a human and you are living in this world, there are going to be challenges and obstacles that you're going to bump up against. So this isn't a case of you've once done this mindset work and now you've changed your mindset, you're never going to bump into that thing again. You know, I remember when I first started my journey of transformation and money was one of my biggest challenges. And I would do all the mindset work and the healing and all the things that you should be doing, the manifestation. And things would change for a while And then before I knew it, I'd be back in the same old pattern and wondering what's happening. Why can't I recreate what I created last month with my finances? What's going on? Or I would clear one bit of debt that I had and think that, yes, I'm making some forward traction only to incur an unexpected expense somewhere else where I then accrue more debt. So there was this loop that I kept going through and cycling around. And the same thing was happening when I was searching for my soulmate, where I thought that I had finally called in my soulmate and I was doing the work and I knew exactly who I wanted and I knew the qualities that I wanted and I did all the things and I was grateful. I had a gratitude journal and everything, right? But what kept happening was I kept attracting people who had these particular traits that I actually didn't want and weren't working for me and they were just a different version 
but it was the same story looping around and around and around again. Have you ever had that experience? Because if you have, this is what's happening. What's going on underneath the surface is you may be weaponizing those tools that you're using against yourself, where you're trying to reach out for things and trying to feel feelings and fake a feeling that you're not actually genuinely feeling. Now, I'm a firm believer that you can absolutely be a hot mess and still manifest. What do I mean by being a hot mess? I mean that you can be in your humanness, in your challenges that we are going through, even as a collective. If you look at what's going on in the world right now, it's a bit of a shit show, right? There's a lot of things going on for a lot of people. There's financial difficulties, economic crises, there are wars breaking out, there's pandemics, there's a lot of stuff we've been through. And it's not a case of just doing the mindset work and ignoring what's going on and hoping for the best, right? These are real life things. And this is where you get to marry your humanness with your brilliant divinity and that power that you have your God self to create. That is what you were born to do. And all the things that you have ever been really connected to, like from a soul level connection of having those desires, there's a reason for that. You were absolutely meant to have them. You were designed to have those. You are capable. You have all the gifts, all the abilities. You just need to work through that white noise and get to a space of calm so you can start to connect back with your body, with your intuition and start to take steps forward in a way that honors your energy and also uses the philosophies of manifestation to your advantage. Each and every one of you have a specific way of creating and that includes manifestation. There is a certain way that you are uniquely wired to create and that's going to funnel into your manifesting framework, which is why on Translate, that's what we work towards. I'm not there in this community telling people what to do. What I'm doing is I'm guiding them to create their own manifesting framework, which is using whatever is resonated, whatever tools. So we have coaching, we have guest speakers. At the moment, we're going through a six-month activation with some amazing guest experts that have come into this space to offer different tools that help you to magnify your ability to manifest. And what we're really working on at the core of everything, which is something that lean in and listen into, because whatever tools that you choose to use and whether or not you choose to join us on Translate, then absolutely make sure that you are doing this and you are paying conscious and very close attention to this one thing that's going to help you manifest in the way that actually works for you and activates your pleasure. So you're not delaying your pleasure until you achieve the end goal, but you get to have it along the way as well, right? And here's what that one thing is, that you honor 
your creative process along with your particular energy. Now, this is going to look very different. I know this sounds really airy-fairy, but just stay with me for a moment. It's going to look very different because each one of you have had different lived experiences. Each one of you hold different types of internalized traumas, internalized emotions, internalized oppression, and a lot of other things that are going on within that maybe you don't even think about. Maybe you think that, oh, it happened maybe to my grandparents or my ancestors, but not to me. But in some way, shape or form, it may be playing out for you. You're just not noticing it because you've got comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And that really is the one key thing that I can give you today, if you're willing to receive it, is to honor you. Put yourself back into the equation. And by that, I mean in every single way. I mean, make sure that the desires that you have are actually yours and you're not just trying to manifest that thing because that's what's expected of you. That's what will make other people happy. That's going to please others or that's what the industry standard is, right? Well, I want to challenge you to do something so radically out there that really lights you up and notice how your energy shifts. And yes, you may have that, oh my God, this is so scary moment and I don't understand and I'm confused. I don't know what to do because it's not been templated for me before. But I promise you, when you have that energy, you will feel the excitement. You might confuse that excitement with nervous energy because the two things physiologically feel the same within our bodies. So start to pay attention to the things that just naturally light you up. The things that when you're talking to your friends and family about, you find yourself getting lost and just talking and almost verbal diarrheaing. And you know that moment where depending on who your audience is, where their eyes kind of glaze over and they're like nodding and saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, because you've just gone on and on and on about things because you're so lost in whatever it is that you're talking about. What is that for you? And start to connect with that energy. Start to notice what that feels like in the body. This is one of the, the things, the core elements that we work through in Translate is bringing your body into your manifestations. Because when you're manifesting, manifesting is simply converting energy into physical form, right? You as the human are the physical form. You are a manifestation of this beautiful soul, which is an energetic form, right? And so if manifestation is the translation of the energy into a physical solidified object or experience here on this earth plane, then it stands to reason that one of the things that you need to do is to bring your body into the process because it's for the body that you are manifesting anyway. It's not your soul or your energy that requires all these things and experiences, it's your physical body. Your physical body is what requires the money. Your physical body is what requires the beautiful home and that holiday or the aeroplane to fly 
wherever you want to fly. You know, it's your physical body that requires these comforts that you crave, including the soulmate, the feeling of safety, that warm hug, someone physically there to speak to, to converse with, the companionship. It is not your soul because your soul already knows that it is not separate from all of these things. It's your physical form, your human mind that requires these things to feel safe and to feel connected. And the bottom line energy, the golden thread for most people, I believe is connection. That they feel loved, that they feel accepted, that they feel connected with others, that they're understood by others. And that may come as a desire to have more money and a desire to have a soulmate or the desire to have your dream home or the desire to have luxury travel, whatever that looks like for you and is for you. If you start exploring what the underlying energy for that is, it usually boils down to love, acceptance, connection. So pay attention to what that is for you. And let's wrap up today. And I just want to summarize how not to limit yourself with the tools you use to manifest your desires. In a word, in a nutshell, it's just don't be harsh with yourself when using them. When you have the awarenesses, have the awarenesses and zoom out and talk to yourself. That inner dialogue that you use with yourself, coach yourself. There's a reason why there's an entire module on self-coaching in the Translate community because that is such an essential skill to have. People think manifestation is about energy and doing all these bits and pieces and, you know, um, doing your meditation and being all Zen and using the law of attraction. And yes, part of it is that, but the main part of it is building the skill to love yourself regardless of whatever is going on in your external environment. And that is the piece that we work on because that is the piece that feeds into your self-concept, the way that you think of yourself. And once you start shifting how you think of yourself, you naturally start shifting how you hold yourself physically in your body. You become more confident it's a natural thing to happen. You expand your trust and your awareness within yourself, your self-awareness. And with all those things, it's a knock-on effect which directly impacts the action that you're taking. And manifestation requires the action piece in order for the physical actualization of the energetic forms of your dreams and your visions that you're wishing to call in. So this is a big part of the work that we do on Translate. If you want to get in on that community, I highly suggest you do and get in while we're doing that six month activation because it's blowing people's minds in the community at the moment. There have been such deep awarenesses, such amazing results that we're having through this activation, such deep and profound awarenesses that are shifting not only the way that people approach manifesting within that community, but also revolutionizing the way that they think and perceive themselves, the way that they're experiencing the world around them, the way that they're experiencing the relationships around them, 
the way that they experience money and finances because all these things are interconnected. So if that sounds like something you would love to join in on, I will leave the link somewhere in the show notes and you're more than welcome. I would love to have you. That's all from me. If you heard a crying baby in the background, that is my newborn and my husband tried to look after a very colicky baby. So there it is, how not to limit yourself with the tools that you're choosing to use to manifest your desires. I will wrap up for now and I will see you next time and hopefully see some of you in the Translate community. Bye for now.